So I was ministering in a place um, yesterday, and well, upon reaching the front, something happened. I got to the front, and the power of God started to to move. You know, and some people were falling under the power, somewhere manifesting, and. I was wondering, Lord, we've not even done anything yet, but then I've not talked. At least allow me to look like it's the one I'm the one doing. <laughs> so, well, that happened, and we like ministered in powerful session, selfies after. Uh, you know when you're when you preach nice, you know. <laughs> so yeah, well, that that had happened, and then I came back um, came back home, and the person was asking me. Um, how that it's different in how I handle ministry, either in a conference setup or in a pastoral setup. So I was explaining to them, and I feel the need to explain it to you um, also, uh, not to validate anything, but because I don't need it. Uh, I, I, I don't need to validate it. I don't need you to tell me I'm anointed. Me. <laughs> I, in the humblest sense, I am anointed. No, that one you don't need to tell. When it comes to that, that's why when it comes to things like the anointing, you don't need to be asked, am I anointed? <laughs> was the same one nice? I would know if it was powerful. Okay, but anyway, so they were asking me, and I started to explain the five-fold ministry to them, and it's very important for you to understand also uh, <laughs> that you understand the five-fold ministry, that we have apostles, we have prophets, we have evangelists, teachers, and pastors, so the fivefold ministry is given for the equipping of the saints. Now, everyone within the fivefold ministry, and this is not my sermon, and everyone within the fivefold ministry has got a particular task, has got a particular assignment, okay? And there's a way in which they operate. For example, when you encounter an evangelistic ministry or someone who is an evangelist, okay? One of the first things they'll do, evangelists are not thinking of how do we move forward? as the body of Christ. When you meet an evangelist, the first thing they want to do is take you back to the cross. That's an evangelist. They are not thinking of 14 ahead. They will take you back to the cross. You meet a prophetic ministry, okay? Now, it's important that you encounter an evangelist because you are taken back to where you're supposed to first start from, and then you begin this new journey. You meet a prophet, they, are, they have more insight. They see into the realm of the spirit. They see into the future. Okay? Now, you stick to an evangelist alone, you can't just remain, you're just saved. You have to forge ahead. Now, with the prophetic ministry, they see more into the realm of the future. They know what is happening. They know what, you know, they can give you direction on what you are supposed to do. So, when you accustom yourself, even in what you just listen to, apart from just being part of a prophetic ministry, just what you listen to. When you accustom yourself alone to a prophetic ministry, many times you find people that are part of prophetic ministries or have accustomed themselves to a prophetic ministry alone don't grow in the things of the Lord. Because under a prophetic ministry, I know people who see. You literally just have to make that request and they start seeing. So for them, who do I marry? Between A or B. You know, marry this one. This is the one God is saying. Which place do I go to? Do I go to this place or this place? Go to this. So there's no room for praying. Lord, tell me what's your... You just call a prophet. Man of God, I'm faced with this situation. What do I do? Do this. Okay? So then again, when you... That's a prophetic ministry. Then when you encounter an apostolic ministry, you will find someone carrying an apostolic mandate. Someone 
carrying an apostolic mandate like me, you will find most of what apostles are looking into is how do we break into new territory, maybe geographically, how do we break into new territory spiritually? So they are usually thinking of stepping into new dimensions, new territory. How do we break forth? How do we go into a place that is dry and spring up a well in that particular place? That is what apostles are thinking like. That is why when you accustom yourself again to an apostolic ministry alone, you can pack your bags, forget your, 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 your desire to become a lawyer, Diana, and live at the mountain. Say, I want to seek the face of the Lord. That's why when you listen to people like me, one of the things you just start feeling is you're not praying enough, you're not fasting enough, you're not... So pastors usually have oversight, okay? So for pastors, they are focused on all the other areas. So that is why when you come under someone who's handling things in a pastoral, you may even think they're not anointed because they will be handling everything. They will talk about the three realms of business. Yeah, you, you know, because I love to move in the glory of the Lord. If there's anything I like, that's my weakness. If I start that path, most, more often than not, I'll just read one scripture from my notes. That's my weakness. But then I discovered that in a pastoral setting, you need to teach them everything. You can move in the glory of the Lord next day saying, no, uh, how, pastor, there's this thing on relationships that's going on. How do I handle it? Then you have to explain to them. So now you teach in a very diverse way, even things I never thought I'd teach. We had last Sunday, one of you know, last last is it last year? Very early this year. We had last Sunday. I taught on love. <laughs> but of course, we still add a touch to heaven. You know, the three dimensions of love in heaven. Amen. Okay, so that is why sometimes I'll handle things in a pastoral setting. And I thought I'd explain that to you because I know there are people that usually complain, no, why don't you? I can't do that always in church. Okay, let us go to 2 Timothy. That was just me trying to explain something. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. We're talking about finishing strong. 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verses number 7. So we'll read verse 7, then we'll go back to verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verses number 7. Okay, this, this I believe is a thin scripture in many churches today. I know a lot of people, uh, I've seen a lot of Facebook posts, people are talking about finishing strong, finishing strong, finishing strong. So I know this is one of those scriptures that many of the pastors will read this morning. And verse 7 it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now let's go to verse 1 of the very same chapter and give context to this particular scripture. So in verses number 1, it reads, In the presence of God, this is Paul speaking, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead in view of his appearing and his kingdom. I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them are a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears 
want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all, keep your keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am ready, already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near. In verse seven, the one we read, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. So, we are presented with a particular portion of scripture in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verses number 1, moving up until 7. So, we discover that when Paul is writing the book of Timothy, he's writing to Timothy, who was a young bishop, a young overseer. He was doing ministry. So, the apostle Paul has run his race. And he has fought the good fight. He has kept the faith. And he's finished well in his assignment. But then, before he talks about his finishing well, he gives the young overseer charge. And the charge that he's giving the young overseer is the things that allowed him to finish well. So he talks about all the things that he did, and then he concluded, because I did these things, I have finished well. So if we are to finish well, one of the first things we ought to know or ought to look at is what did the Apostle Paul teach Timothy? Do you know some of the most important lessons you could give to any person are lessons when you are departing? Do you know that the people of God would know when they would be done? Okay? The people of God would know. And sometimes not even the people of God, even people in our time, you literally hear someone say, you know, I lost an auntie, I lost an uncle, I lost a father, I lost a mother. And you would discover that when they backtrack and go back to some of those conversations that they were having with those people, you would discover that in Somehow people just have this edge. They know that so I may be taken away. My assignment is coming to an end. So Paul had run the race. He had done all that you could do. He had committed to fulfilling his assignment. And he did really well. And he was finishing well. And because he had finished well, he's now giving Timothy some insights to what led to him finishing well. And we are going to look at those insights. But before that, I want to just give you a few statements. And if you are writing... You could write them down. Starting is important, but finishing strong is more important. Starting is important, but finishing strong is more important. Many people start the year enthusiastic, but end it terribly. Many people start the year enthusiastic, or enthusiastically, if that's a word, but end it terribly. That is why even backsliding, if you've noticed, the highest rate in backsliding is in December. <laughs> yeah, the, check the highest rate, December. When you would think people would be, you know, in a festive mood, celebrating Christ, 
People use December for something else. So many people start the year enthusiastically, but end it terribly. And here is the reason. This is because people pack their bags at the end of the year and begin to push everything into the next season. So a lot of you today have pushed certain responsibilities into the next season. There are certain things. You see, Bill Johnson always says the religious mind always loves to push things in an era it has no responsibility for. It is easy to say, I will do it next year, than to say, I will start now. <laughs> so many people, that's a, that's a good word, give it a clap. Amen. Okay. So this is because people pack their bags at the end of the year. When the year, when the year comes to an end, people push achievements to a time they don't have responsibility for in the now. So when the year is coming to an end, everyone packs their bags. No one has got plans to do something big in December. Everyone has packed their bags and has pushed it to a later time. I remember, do you know how Kingdom Come Church started? I've shared this before. I remember traveling to Mufalira, went to see my beautiful girlfriend then, who's now my fiance. <clears throat> it's just that my... <laughs> and when I got there, we started talking and we started laying down all these plans and we are discussing and we are... So, you know, ladies are very interesting people. So, you know, you, you think you've gone to relax because you've traveled from Lusaka to Muflira. If you know I'm gonna calm down and just realize, sorry, Mule Yapada Mule Ishana wish to have a drink, you feel you've settled everything. And you just hear so okay, so on the issue of settling, when do you I say this subject? Ah. And I tell you the truth, gentlemen, my brothers, 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 when a lady is ready to settle. Even the deboneas she likes will lose taste. <laughs> you will buy deboneas and she will ask, why didn't you sell for the water? <laughs> Instead of bringing me here. Who are my movies? It will not enter when she reaches that stage. But anyway, so we discuss uh, part of that, you know. Okay, good, okay. So for marriage, oh no, okay, okay, now I think I've come no so 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 you know as a guy. Like. <laughs> this is when I plan on and so 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 I'll do this, so don't want. So we discuss that one. So then we get to the church aspect of things. So when we get to the church aspect, she asks me. So, well, you've been telling me you have this burning desire, you feel the Lord has spoken to you about church. That was in late October, or on early November, when I had gone to Mufler. So I said, okay, you've been talking about this church thing, and by the way, ladies, don't forget, if you want to hold yourself accountable, tell a lady. She will remind you. Not even, you know, there are times as a guy, she will remind you. So many You know, that's why ladies, that's why it's clear, it's true. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a, a good thing. Because you are pushed. 
So I found now she was kind of um, she will remind you. So, so if you are smart, you just say, ah, actually, So anyway, we, we, we get to the church aspect of things, and when we get to the church aspect, she said, where do you want to? So when is that starting? So now you see, I knew the year was coming to an end. I had packed my bags. I had closed the zip and put a locker, only to open it next year. And she told me, when are you starting the church? So I said, well, for the church, Monokai Singh, we are already November. Next month is December. So what we can do is, for the church, first Sunday, January, Nishnaamba. And I'm telling you, if I waited there, I'm gonna eat dinner. It's a scary thing to start. So, she pushes me. She says, no, 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 no. Why are you pushing to that time? What's wrong with December? Okay, what logic? You know, as a man of God, say, no, because I need to pray, I need to intercede, I need to shout. So, we have been praying for months. So, finally, I healed, and that is how. December 8th, we had the first service. And about, is it 12 people? Is it somewhere there? 12 or 13 or so. People came to the church service. And that is how Kingdom Come Church International started. It started when a young man decided to unpack and revisit the dreams and the visions that God had spoken from the beginning of the year. What is it that the Lord has spoken? What is it that the Lord has said? That you have just decided, let me pack this and let me push it into the next year. That is why you can't finish strong. Because all the dreams and visions that God has given, you have packed them. So how do you expect to finish strong? Hallelujah. So starting is easy. But finishing is difficult. You remember that tune you played when Johan was doing intercession? Okay, not all the, not that one. Not the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. The other one. I couldn't earn it. Starting is easy, but finishing. For those that are new, um, I hope you don't mind my spontaneity. Um, that's how I am. Not yet, I just wanted you to get it. <laughs> okay, so I'm very sensitive to sound. And literally my spiritual intensity changes. When sound is played and it hits the very right spot, all my spiritual water will begin to bubble out. So it's too early. <laughs> okay, starting is easy, but finishing strong is difficult. And why is that? This is because starting runs on different dynamics to finishing. Starting runs on certain dynamics. Finishing runs on different dynamics. So many people know the dynamics to start, but don't know the dynamics to finish. Many people end terribly a year that began with so much hope and expectations because they don't know how to finish well. When you began the year, you said, I'm going to learn my business. Then year, yes, I wish I saw. No one says that. Many people say, this year, I'm starting this business. No one says, and this is how I will conclude my year. 
So we know how to start, but we don't know how to finish. Because starting runs on different dynamics to finishing. Praise the Lord. So now we are going to look at certain teachings, I mean certain keys. We're not going to look at all of them, but they are keys that Timothy, I mean Paul gave to Timothy. They are keys that Paul gave to Timothy in his charge. Number one is be prepared. We're talking about how to finish strong. Be prepared in season and out of season. Okay, it's in verse 2 of the verse chapter we read. Be prepared in and out of season. Many people prepare to begin projects but don't prepare on how to finish them. Many people prepare to begin the year but don't prepare on how to end the year. When you prepare to begin something without knowing how it will end, you are outside God's alignment. Because God's order is that he never starts anything he has not finished. When God starts something, he has already finished. When God deployed you to the earth, he had already known what you would do in terms of your assignment. That is why in Jeremiah chapter number 1 verse 5, he speaks, says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He had not even reached the destination of the womb, but yet God knew what assignment he would fulfill. He even called him a prophet to the nations, yet he had not reached the womb. Do you know that even before Jesus came to the face of the earth, the Bible is clear when it says the Lamb was given before the foundation of the earth. So even before Adam backslid, even before Adam ate the fruit, Adam and Eve ate the fruit, the Lamb had already been given because God anticipated that man would fall. <laughs> that is why David could literally should I move into that? That is why David anticipated. He saw into the realm of the spirit. And when he checked, you see, in the realm of the spirit, when you check, everything's like open. And when he checked into the realm of the spirit, David discovered, ah, do you know that the lamb was actually given before the foundation of the earth? That is why David engaged the grace of God before the grace of God happened in time. That is why David could eat from the temple and not die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for the clap. Not you, Natasha. You didn't come for me. Okay, so God will not start anything he has not finished. So you ought to be prepared in and out of season if you are to finish well. Now, we are already at the end. I'm not giving this message in January. We are already in December. Begin to prepare to finish strong in every aspect of your life. You need to start now. What are you doing to prepare for your ending? If it means going back to those dreams, those visions, those prophetic words that God has spoken, go back to them. What are you doing to prepare to finish strong? Because preparation is a manifestation of faith. That is why in Hebrews 11, it says, 
uh, Noah, having known of the floods that were coming, decided to start to build an ark. Yet the flood had not come. It says, by faith, Noah, having known of the floods that were coming, began to prepare. Why? And the Bible accounts for it as faith. Because preparation is a manifestation of faith. If you are believing that this year you will get a car, go and get a driver's license. You are preparing to finish well. Amen. Amen. Prepare to finish well. So, Lord, Lord, the Lord is going to give me, you know, a boyfriend by the end of the year. Begin to prepare how to reply. <laughs> Not these one way answers. Good. Fine. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Should I just become serious? I should take away the humor. Should I? So begin to prepare. How do you want to end the year? What is it that you have that you wrote down at the beginning of the year? that you wanted to see in January, begin to prepare to finish well. Begin to prepare to finish strong. Be prepared in and out of season. You see, God had given an instruction, and we thank God for how the Lord has been faithful, how the Lord has been growing us as a church. Um, even though I'm still not the most satisfied person, I just don't know, I just... There's this insatiable hunger in me. And that's how I know we are supposed to move. Or maybe it's the apostolic nature, but then I just know that we are supposed to move to a new level. Okay? So sometimes I get to talk with other pastors and they text me and they say, you know what, uh, Pastor Chow, you know, for a church that is just one year old, ah, you are doing fine. I'm like, what? Uh, uh, well, I'm grateful for what God has done for us thus far. But I know there is... There is more. So I'm constantly pressing. I'm constantly pressing. I'm constantly pressing. Now I could have said, you know what? Church, I think the Lord has done enough for the year. He's depleted, you know, and reduced 90% of heaven's data bundle. So let's start to push everything into next year. You know, as for prayers, let's pray next year. As for fasting, let's fast next year. As for this, let's do it next year. But there's something on the inside of me, and the Lord told me, do you think I am done with the year? I love to say this, we are in the January of December. The year is still young. So begin to prepare. If it means pray, begin to pray. Begin to fast. Begin to intercede. Begin to prepare to end well. Praise the Lord. So be prepared in and out of season. The second instruction that was given to Timothy, he was taught to endure. That's in verse 5. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. 
Endurance is the ability and the capacity to withstand difficult situations. The ability and the capacity to withstand difficult situations. The end of the year can be frustrating. You lose your passion because you have not seen certain things that certain things happen that you believed for. So the end of the year is when many people are walking life without any form of passion whatsoever. Because you started the year with, this year is my year. This year I will exploit. This year there is no nation I will touch. You have not even visited Chingola. <laughs> so now you are looking at how many days have remained for the year to end. So you lose your passion. You lose your zeal. God may have spoken to me as a pastor saying, Pastor Cham, this is your year of transformation and world shaking. This year, there is no nation that will not know of you. You are a blessing to the generations. You are the one that the world is waiting for. I heard that in my bedroom. Yet, the world that is waiting for me doesn't even know me. So now I'm thinking to myself, if God failed to do it between January and December, what makes me think he would do it from December 12th to December 31st? So many people lose heart, they lose faith. But the God that we serve is not like a human God. If you were dealing with your pastor, maybe the pastor would have said, you know, I could have helped you in January, I could have helped you in February, but I couldn't. You know, and it's December, maybe let's just move it to next year. But we are not dealing with that type of a God. The God that we are dealing with, you may have not received any manner of breakthrough from January to November, and even early part of December, but the God I know is the God of sudden supernatural activities. When the church in Acts was coming, and church history tells us they were waiting for about 10 days, praying and contending, waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, a church that had 120 people, but something happens in the book of Acts. The Bible says, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven like that of a mighty rushing wind and a church that started with 120 people by 9 a.m. the church was 3,120 all you need is a sound from heaven what is God going to say about your situation yes you may have been struggling but what is the Lord saying this morning there will be a sound that will come that will speak to that situation just pray in tongues for five minutes. Just five minutes. A sound. I felt the need to, to have us pray before we go to the other point. Let there be a sound like that of a mighty rushing wind. Suddenly, suddenly, Kababosha, Lord, we engage you as the God of sudden supernatural experiences and activities. Sharababosh, Korababosha time. Korababosh, Rababosha time. 
You may take your seats. One ought to remain expectant. One ought to remain expectant, knowing that it is not by might, nor by power. We ought to endure every hardship. Yes, you may be frustrated. Yes, you may be in a situation where you're wondering, how will this thing work out? Lord, I've been trying. Lord, I've been trying, but it's not by might. It's not by power. You ought to endure the hardships if you are to finish strong. Because hardships will come. Your response to their hardships will determine what happens. Endure hardships. Be expectant, knowing that it is not by might, neither is it by power. You need to know that God is a God of certain supernatural activities. And he can still come through. Don't pack your bags. You may be experiencing a lot of hardships. Even subscribe to teachings that say, you know what? It may not happen. God has got limited time. Who told you God needs three months to bless you? That's human thinking. I may need that much. But who told you God needs four months? Your story can change in 24 hours. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus over each and every one of them. Give them a 24-hour turnaround. A 24-hour turnaround. We call forth your divine helpers. Those that are supposed to help you with your assignment, we call them forth. We release a clarion call in the realm of the spirit. Wherever they are, whichever part of the world they are, may they be burdened to bless you. May they be burdened to lift you. Promotion neither comes from the east nor from the west, but it comes from the Lord. May the Lord that promotes you, promote you in this season. The year is still young, children of God. The Lord can still do mighty works. The Lord can still lift you. The Lord can still prosper you. Do not pack your backs. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. In this particular moment, begin to contend. Knowing that your life can be transformed. Shama Babako Endure hardships. Some of you are in a place where the Lord is going to just minister to some of you at the end as I will just take about five minutes or so. I'll not pray for anyone, but 
you're just going to pray and engage God when I allow you to pray for about five or so minutes. The Lord is going to heal some of you. There's a place you've gotten to where your heart has become numb. And it seems that even as you come into a church service and the pastor is saying, you know, I declare this, the pastor is saying this will happen, your heart has just become so numb because you have believed God on many instances. You have been believing God and it seems there's been no breakthrough when you feel, God, when people are coming to testify, when will I ever testify? When will I ever testify? Lord saying, endure this hardship. In due season, your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. It is not just something we say to stir you up. Your breakthrough is coming. And the Lord is going to heal hearts that are numb. The third thing and the last thing, then we'll spend time to pray. It's found in verse 7. Timothy was taught, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. Said, I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. Just something more stringy. I have fought the good fight. there was need for a fight. He knew that there was need for a fight. The fact that we have declared you will finish strong is not enough. There are forces that will arise and say it will not happen. That is why it's in 1 Corinthians 9 Paul is speaking to the church in Corinthians at Corinth. And what does he say? He says a great door for effectual and fervent ministry has been opened for me. But yet, there is a great opposition. A great door for ministry has opened, yet there is a great opposition. And that is why Paul said, I fought the good fight. The fact that you know that there is a prophetic word over your life, the fact that you know God is going to do mighty works over your life is not enough. You need to contend for the word over your life. Don't think that's it. Fight Fighting the good fight will require that we go back to the promises that God has promised. That God said over our lives and contending in prayer, saying, Lord, you spoke at the beginning of the year that I will start my business and I will finish it strong. Lord, you spoke at the end of the year that this year I will be taken away from my shame. I have not seen it, Lord. The, the reason we bring God to remembrance is not because God forgets. We need to engage Him on His word. And as we are engaging Him on His word, it is stirring your faith on the inside as we are telling God, Lord, you said you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Lord, I'm not aware of your presence right now. I need you to lift my awareness. Father, your word said you will supply all my needs according to your riches in glory. Lord, my, I have so many needs and I don't know how this thing will 
have to engage the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist the kingdom of God suffers violence and they that are violent take it by force in the, in the kingdom things are not given they are taken what is that one thing that you want to experience you want to take it you want to contend in prayer I want you to rise up to your feet
you know what your children have been going through. Father, some are beat down. Lord, some have developed this apathetic attitude because they've not seen certain breakthroughs. Lord, I'm asking by your spirit, let there be a wind of refreshing. Yeah, and I feel strongly the Lord is going to release a wind of refreshing in the next one minute. Let there be a wind. You will feel like the year is just beginning. Ashes, please help those that are experiencing God. A wind of refreshing. A wind of refreshing. Your passion is being stirred. The fire is being rekindled. In the name of Jesus. If you are that, I'm not praying for anyone after. People have to come afterwards and say, Sir, that was me. Karamandila Boshatea. Koramando Shapatia. Yeah. The Lord gave you an idea and you talked yourself out of it by saying, Many people are doing it. I don't think it will succeed. Ramahandea Shanama. Let us stretch our hands towards her. Koramandosh. Stretch your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray let there be a fresh fire. Give her a fresh anointing to carry out this task. Everyone may be doing the same thing, but we breathe such life in the name of Jesus. 
over her idea in the name of Jesus. Receive that anointing. Pray after me, everyone. Say, Heavenly Father. Loudly say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. Renew my passion. Renew my fire. Anoint me afresh to carry out the assignment that you have given. 